Get in, loser. We're going to book club. This is our whole deal. We're friends who read books. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Renee. And welcome to Cry Baby Books. How's it going, Renee? It's going well. I'm in like a um, panic state of we're going on our first camping trip this weekend. Listen, oh I feel like y'all camp all the time. I've never camped. What are all those pictures of like the the taco with a big old tent on it? Was well, that not to sleep we've in? Been, we've been gearing up all the things that we need. And we've been doing like day trips, um, but now we're going... We're going for a full weekend, so I have been obviously buying things for the last, like, (laughs) solid 24 hours. (laughs) Um, Okay, wait, there's a pair of, like, Lululemon hiking pants that turn into shorts that I want so bad, but I I won't do it because I don't, because I don't hike. I'll tell you this. They're in. They're back in. The shorts. Do you have them? The shorts to pants, zippies. No, I, No. Okay, I'm going to send you a link to those Lulu ones. They're so cute. Um, I did. I saw a pair when I was buying. What was I buying at Cabela's earlier? It's like a it's like a shower that hangs off the side of your car. And oh I God, sent. Why do people go camping? I sent Dylan like a $20 one. Dylan's like super hygienic. Um, so I sent Dylan like a $20 one and he was like, absolutely not. And sent me back this full system that he had bought that has like. <laughs> Like a full privacy, like four panel situation. It's got a solar water heater. Um, We're going with a a group of friends who go camping all the time. So I'm like, surely anything that I forget they would have. But she was like, we usually just, you know, like wash our feet after hiking. And I was like, nope, that's not going to do it for us personally. (laughs) (laughs) Dylan said that. He was more concerned about finding the right camp shower versus finding the right tent. (laughs) God, slay. And if I find out, look, I bet he got you one of those with a filtered water shower head because that is a slay. He wants you to have good hair. Oh, my God. My hair is going to be gross. But we're going to Bryce Canyon National Park. And then I'm hoping it goes well because I'm hosting a mom and kid um, camping night Monday night. And I would say where it is because it'll already have happened by the time this goes out. But I literally do not know. But I'm doing it with my friend okay. Nicole. So you're going camping for the first time mm-hmm. Friday. Mm-hmm. And you're hosting a camping trip Monday. That's correct. I yes. like that. I wouldn't be overwhelmed by that at all. Well, I'm not even overwhelmed listening to it. I'm not stressed out at all. It's called panic purchasing all the things <laughs> I might need. I'm too scared I'm gonna... to light like a propane fire. So we're going to see how it goes. I'm going to um, expedite you some of those shorts, those Lululemon shorts. I love it. I'm not doing anything anywhere near as exciting this weekend. That sounds so cool. Um, I will be laying down because my body is broken Oh, from this week. This week I broke my personal record and I worked out four days in a row. Look at my little her. workout program. She's killing it. She just said she was having a tropical mojito watermelon whey protein <laughs> smoothie with that's, two that's shots exactly of rum right. and a floater on top. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I wish that was it. Um, but slave for remembering what I said. Um, yeah, I have been doing my friend's program. She's a personal trainer. We actually talked about her in the last episode when we were talking about 
I said something about one of my friends who only reads thrillers on the beach. And I was like, I don't think I know what everybody's idea of a beach read is. And anyway, it was this friend of mine who's a personal trainer. And she just started personal training again. And oh my God, my body is broken. However, I do feel like legally I have to have lost 100 pounds. Legally? Legally, that's the law. So I am a skinny legend and I won't be hearing anything else from anyone. Speaking of thrillers, thrillers on the beach, (laughs) today we're going to do beach reads, and so let's hear it for the faves, tried and trues, rereads, and a small moment for the ones that we hate, because what would we be if we didn't talk about the things that we hated? (laughs) We're haters. Yeah, so when we were talking about the theme for this episode, we were like, okay, I know what I think about when I think about a beach read, and like Renee knows what she thinks about when she thinks about a beach read. And then I was thinking about my friend who only reads thrillers on the beach. And so we did a poll on our Instagram. I want y'all believe like three genres were tied and they're like all different. And I was like, y'all really mean to tell me that nobody thinks the same thing? I would have thought everybody thought like a rom-com. That's what I was thinking. Or like a book about a beach. No, they a don't. Book set guess at the beach. <laughs> a book that is a beach. It, you open it sand pours out water it's like water. warm sunny and 75 please <laughs> softly in the background <laughs> i love it okay you want to start us off with some beach reads that you liked yes so my first favorite beach read is also a thriller even though i just said that the world would probably like rom-coms there's one in there <laughs> hold your horses everyone um but my favorite beach read book is gone girl classic thriller scary and if I wait like two to three years I will forget what happens and Gone Girl's like told from the dual perspective and so by the time you get to the middle of the book and it switches to the husband's point of view I'm always like no (laughs) I feel like I do that with books too I completely forget what they're about like I had to do so much research for this episode and, like, I'm talking about books I've read before. I'm like, I need to reread that. Sounds good. Yeah. I re- I um, read the summary for Gone Girl, which I'll give, like, a brief one. And after I read it, I was kind of like, damn, should I bring this on my camping trip? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Gone Girl's by – is it Gillian Flynn? Ooh, I can't remember. Gillian. It's with a G. I should have looked that up before we started. But here we are. Kids. So, Gone Girl is a story about Nick and Amy's strained marriage relationship. Nick used to work as a journalist, but he lost his job. With his broke financial status, Nick decides to relocate from New York City to his hometown. Um, In an attempt to recover from his financial situations, he opens a bar using money from his wife. He runs the bar with his sister. They, you know, create a living for their family. But as time goes by, his marriage with his wife starts to fall apart, and she kind of resents this new life that they have. One summer morning, Nick and Amy are celebrating their fifth wedding anniversary along with their relatives, and Amy goes missing. And of course, like, everyone just assumes that it's the husband because it's always the husband. It usually is. Number one. It's for sure a man. It's Mm -hmm. always the husband, and he had taken their money to, like, open this shop, you know, and then different sides of the story come comes out, but it's very good. 
it will I will read it again in the next six months. I'll add it to my <laughs> ever growing TBR list. And I'll be just as shocked as I was the first time. Because <laughs> I don't know what happened to her. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, I'm like, I don't think I read that. Did you not? I don't, I, it was super I don't, I really popular. I really don't think I did. Like, when I, when I hear Gone Girl, I always think of The Girl on the Train. Oh, no. Which are, they're different books and they're movies. Different. Gone so Girl is, I like, don't... the halfway through, it switches to her husband. And, like, I feel like she's not missing. Like, she, re- spoiler alert, I think she ran away. I don't know. She also could be dead. Yeah. <laughs> Who's to say? We'll see. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll read that one. I don't. I really don't think I have. I think that's like a blind spot for me. That's really surprising. It was like the book, like the thriller book of like 2015. I like unintentionally broke up with books for a long time. Like I was on like a maybe one book a year for many years. I don't know. I was kind of in this weird phase of like, who am I? What oh, do I like? A movie too. Yeah. That's 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 the book came out in 2012 and the movie came out in 2014. So 2015 was a really good guess for me personally. Yeah, you ate that up. Good job. Thank you. (laughs) I will accept tips at (laughs) drop the Venmo. We need a crybaby book spot Venmo. Don't send it yet. We don't have one. Don't send it yet. All right. Your favorite bee tree. Go. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go along with you with the genre. I picked a thriller, um, and I picked *The Good Sister* by Sally Hepworth. Have you read that? No, I've never heard of that. Okay, so Sally Hepworth, for starters, that bitch can write a thriller. Okay, like she is a psychological thriller queen. She wrote um, *The Mother-in-Law*, *The Younger Wife*. I think it was *The Family Next Door*. Like she she writes a ton of thrillers. Oh, I so I read *The Family Next Door*. She, she she's good but anyway so in the good sister we've got some twins and they're named rose and fern which is confusing i'm just gonna say it I'm gonna say, we're all thinking it it's confusing um so rose is the responsible one and she's married and she owns her home and she's like desperate to become a mom and fern is how the book describes uh quirky and like people say she's just very odd like, she's a librarian, and she, like, avoids social interaction at all costs. And, like I said, everyone just kind of, like, keeps their space from her. They keep their distance because they think she's just, like, a little weird. But the sisters are, like, really close. And their mom, they kind of hint at their mom being, like, a sociopath. And for years, only Rose, the responsible one, could, like, see it and understand it was really abusive. But Fern always saw the good in everyone. So Rose was always like the protector, if that makes sense. But years ago, Fern did something really bad. And the book doesn't tell you what it is until the very end. And Rose was the only one who knew and she didn't tell a soul. And so because of this, Fern feels like she owes like her whole life to her sister. So if her sister says jump, she's already in the air. And so Fern decides that she's going to help her sister become a mom and... Rose is like really thankful and she's like watching Fern make her like life decisions and she's starting to think like Fern is only making choices that are going to end in disaster. It's almost like she's like sabotaging herself without realizing it. But what Rose doesn't realize is that Fern is starting to catch on to things that are happening around her. Like they kind of treat Fern like 
oh, she just doesn't know. She just doesn't know anything. But she knows a lot more than she's, like, letting on. Oh, boy. And Rose is keeping some secrets. And sister showdown. God, God, that bitch can write a twist. I'm telling you. It's, I like, when I was writing this, I was like, I need to reread that book because it was so good. And I don't even, I just remember being shocked at the twist. And I'm like, I don't remember what the twist was. I don't remember this, but it ha- just like Gone Girl, halfway through, you turn the page and it starts <laughs> to give the other person's point of view. And you're like, oh, I know, I know. This book, I remember loving it so much that I did a Sally Hepworth deep dive and just like went down the backlog and was like reading all of her thrillers because I just, I really like her style. It's very psychological and less like, less gory, more psychological. Yeah. Yes, that'd be my pick. All right. Pick number two is going to go to coming of age romance it's obviously the summer i turned pretty by jenny han i love a young adult don't spit your drink out at me <laughs> i don't know why i i haven't read the book i wasn't laughing at your choice but i think you're like obviously Obvi- well, i was like i would have never summer guessed that. i turned pretty well i'm dumb actually tiny shout out to my friend lily because she she reads this like every year like actually on purpose every summer at the beginning Aww. of summer and last year she was like, just read it. It feels like summer. And I did. And I remember I read like, it's like a series. So I read like all three in one time. And then I watched the Netflix movie, which obviously did not live up to the book. And <laughs> we had beef. Um, but it's a YA novel. It follows the story of a 16-year-old girl who spends the summers with her mom at like this beach house that all these rich people own. I'm a little bit confused about that part because they're not <laughs> mega rich, but I guess the friends are. And this group of guys that she like feels like her cousins almost um like spend every summer together and then they all like go through puberty and she's like, "Oh my god, I think I've had like a long-time crush on this kid who I grew up with." Um and you know, it's just about navigating those relationships. It's so cute. It's a light read. Cute. It brings you back. I think I heard about that book and I never thought about it again. I don't know why. Maybe I should read it. Maybe you should. should read it at the start of the summer, next summer. The start of the summer. I'm going to send you a Google Calendar invitation. Listener. <laughs> Min- I wish you guys could have seen her face. <laughs> Listener, mini sidebar. Somewhere in my Google Calendar, it says that it's Lindsay's birthday, (laughs) and I panicked because Lindsay got me a super thoughtful, sweet birthday gift, and Lindsay, I didn't put it in there because I can't edit it, so it came from you because I can't can't even delete it off of my calendar. Okay, listen, first and foremost... If it came from me, I would be on the invite. Like, it would be like a meeting for two people. It And it's not on my calendar. Well, I can't edit it off of my calendar. <laughs> it doesn't have the pencil button. <laughs> oh, my. What happened? I don't know. At Google, Is it maybe like help. Facebook? I don't have I don't Facebook. know why that would be. Yeah, and my, my birthday is correct on Facebook. I have no idea how that happened, but you guys, I swear it was like, I was, like, telling Renee about this, like, sale that's happening by her house by this, like, really small indie brand that I love. I was like, you've got to go. It's, like, in person only. And she's like, send me, you know, a bunch of things that you want and I'll look for them. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're so generous. Like, why? You love me so much. She's like, please, your birthday is next week. I was like, no, it's not. (laughs) 
Yeah, you were like doing me a solid. You were going to put it on my calendar since I'm so bad with dates and calendars. No, you super remembered my birthday in January. You totally remembered. And you said, well, I really super nice. remembered it in June as well. <laughs> Is it your oh half God, birthday? I'm- Maybe I'm going to do some math. Maybe. It's pretty close. It's anyway. I'm not going to put my D.O.B. on this potty, but... Um, yeah, look it up on yeah, it was Google really like funny. everybody else. <laughs> yeah, look it up on Google, on my Google alert. Um, yeah, that was super funny today. It was like the, the sheer panic. She's like, please, your birthday is like the next week. I said, send like... me five to eight pieces of clothing, <laughs> and I will go and dig through this like giant <laughs> warehouse sale to find either said items or or... Which is so generous. Something I could in never. the same style. If I'm in town, I really will go. But I really was like, Renee, go check this out. It's going to be really cool. It's a it's a website. It's not open to the public. Like, you can – I listen to this girl's podcast. I'm like, it would just be funky just to kind of, like, check things out. Uh, it's a Utah thing. And she's like, girl, send me a shopping list and I'll go. You know who else God, has a warehouse in Utah is um, Anthropology's – I think it's their wedding brand. Beholden? I think so. Anyway. Very cool. Un, not related. Anyway, it's not my birthday. It's but not your birthday. But. I very well should have pretended it was. You really should have. So I get Renee to buy me a new wardrobe. Okay. All right. So. Pivoting back. Next. <laughs> next favorite beach read. Okay. For me, I went with a. Like when I think beach read, I think of like a really lighthearted contemporary fiction kind of like low impact book. And so the one that I went with was The Hotel Nantucket by Ellen Hildebrand, I think is how you say it. Um, So I've got like a real sweet spot for Nantucket. And I blame it on Gilmore Girls. I blame it on growing up in New England. You guys are just going to have to deal with it. I love Nantucket. That's it. That's it. Um, So it's this like gorgeous, picturesque, like kind of touristy area where people spend their summers, IRL and in the book. And Lisbeth is a local and she's just gone through like this horrible breakup with um, another guy who's like local and pretty popular in town. And together they ran the local bar and grill and she like revamped the place by herself. She like redid the menu. She did all kinds of marketing for it. She like created a bunch of like theme nights that everybody comes to and like she spruced up the decor like and her boyfriend that she'd been with him for like seven or eight years or something and he owned the place so like they were like the power couple of this tourist town um and then he does some like typical boring piece of shit man thing where he cheats on her with the hostess and she's like i'm done clean clean break i'm done and the hostess was like super young too like 19 maybe Um, yeah, so that's gross. But she does this, like, iconic, amazing thing, and she's just like, I'm fucking done, and she walks out. Um, but that leaves her kind of like, okay, that was my whole life. Like, that was my relationship. That was my job. It was a, it was a restaurant. We worked every single day. I didn't have a day off, whatever. Um, so she's, like, real desperate for a second act, and she finds out that some, like, billionaire is buying and renovating this dilapidated hotel in town and she's like okay this is my chance this is like the way I'm gonna like reinvent myself and so she applies for a job as the general manager and she freaking gets it because she's amazing and the hotel has this like Michelin star chef running the restaurant it's got like an amazing spa and like wellness center it's got like the most amazing beach views in like the whole 
um, like island. It's like a total dream. It's like White Lotus in a like small beach town in New England. But behind closed doors, there's a lot of drama happening with the staff and with the guests. And one of the guests is a very happy ghost that haunts the halls and like kind of interferes a little bit. Did not know we were going there. I was waiting for you to say like she falls in love with the billionaire and they make out. Nope. It is a love story a little bit. That's kind of a side plot. But the main part of the story is kind of her reinventing herself and her like she starts exercising and she starts like eating at that amazing Michelin star hotel and she starts traveling and she's just like that last relationship doesn't define me. Yeah. Um. But also the guests, you kind of like, you follow each of the guests at the hotel's story and you start to learn more about them and how they're interacting with the people who work at the hotel. And it's, it really feels like you're reading like, I don't know, like when I finished the book, I was really sad because I felt like my vacation was over at this hotel. That's a beach read. And I'm like, that's, that's a, beach a beach read. read. Period. That is a beach read. I just love it. I thought it was like the perfect, like low impact book. It's like really light, really airy. It's not boring, though, and it makes you, like, really want to be at the beach. So I loved it. Loved it. Well, on a similar but not really because I didn't know the ghost was going to pop up, um, <laughs> a very popular beach read is any smutty book. Um, <laughs> I don't think that we need to get into specifics, but I okay. think it's worth – I appreciate that. I think it's worth – do you want me to read an open door sex scene verbatim? I honestly, the only time I we want would to probably hear it cry is when it's you. <laughs> we would probably the heaving, the heaving they would hear in these microphones. It would be we would be asked to stop. Maybe um, we can start to subscribe. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> yes. You can. Yes. Have, the Patreon. You can have hockey spice. There's farmer spice. There's motorcycle gang. The options are truly endless. I looked up the most popular, and some of these aren't like super open door. Like a Tessa Bailey, I'm pretty sure she wrote a book about like a girl who renovates a dilapidated hotel and like falls in love with a local fisherman or something. Ooh, um, Scar- <laughs> Scarlet I'd Flynn, read that. Anna Todd. Um, honestly, as long as you're not reading a Colleen Hoover, I'm probably not judging. <laughs> on to our next segment, books on theme Wait. you don't like. Oh, did Wait, you have another not, book? I have a romance book. Oh yes. my gosh, I take it back. Slide me back. <laughs> okay, so Renee went smut. I went romance, okay? I feel like you're going to find your smut in your romance section, but you're not always going to find your romance in your smut section. You feel me? Put that on a t-shirt. Like, I, the, the point, the <laughs> finger guns. We're, just, <laughs> we're, we're finger gunning, we're finger listeners. Gun. You can't you see can us, but trust find. us. <laughs> I feel like you can hear it in our voices when we start shooting each other finger you guns. Can. You really can. <laughs> okay, so this book, it doesn't have any smut in it. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys who like smut. There are plenty of other options for you. So the romance novel I'm going to talk about that I thought would be a cute beach read is called um, The Invisible Husband of Frick Island. Have you read that by Colleen Oakley? I have not. Okay. So it's about a very sweet... Is it a ghost? ...young woman. Well... Lindsay! I'm going to let you read it. Okay, spoiler, he's not a ghost. I thought he was a ghost going into it, but he's not. He died. Okay, let me tell you what it's about. So a ghost... 
No, he's not. He's dead. It's like he's not there. Mm. There's okay. Let me tell you about it. So, the book is about this woman, Piper Parish, which is a cutie little name, and she lives in this really small remote town that's like right in the middle of Chesapeake Bay. It's like you have to take a boat to get there. Okay, so she's got this cute little life, right? And it's like nearly perfect. It's everything she ever wanted. It's nothing too fussy. It's not too big of a house. And everything's going really well for her except for one thing. Her husband died. And basically what happened is that his crab boat capsized, but his body was never recovered. And Piper was like overcome with grief and she did the only thing she knew how to do. She just kept going like nothing happened. So she keeps waking up every day and making her and her husband breakfast. And she walks him to the docks each morning to walk him to his boat. And then she meets him for dinner every Friday night for date night at the local restaurant. And she's talking to him like he's there, but nobody sees him. And so everyone's kind of looking around and they're like, she's obviously going through something like, you know, we love Tom and like, you know, we love her and we want to take care of her and Tom would want us to just support her and she'll find her way out, you know. So they start going along with it, too. They start going up to the table and saying, what were, what will you guys have for dinner tonight? Tom, would you like a mm-hmm. bourbon? And so everyone in the town starts going along with it. And you don't actually hear Piper's side of the story until the very end. So you're reading it and you're like, is she seeing a ghost? Is she seeing a person? Is she like, did she lose her mind a little bit? I'm not going to tell you the end, but... So here comes a young and, like, ambitious journalist, right, from the big city. And he's assigned this, like, stupid little fluff story to, like, cover the town's annual cake fundraiser. And he gets off the ferry and he sees something a lot more interesting. Everybody in the town is, like, talking to a man who's Oh, wait, that would be funny. And he's like... This is it. This is my big story. My big story. This is Everybody how Everybody gonna... in this town has totally fucking lost it. <laughs> That's exactly it. And so he gets to this town and he's like, I'm not fucking leaving this town. I'm writing this story about how all of these people are experiencing like this collective delusion. And I did not expect this book to be so sweet and so heartwarming and like so kind and it was like I remember finishing the book and being like that was like a salve to my spirit like it was so sweet it was so good everyone in the book just wanted to be like as good as they could and there was something really comforting about that plus it's like in the summer it's in this remote beachy town listen it's really good I would definitely read it again and I was thinking it would make a really funny movie too not funny haha but like i would like to watch it this is a book that i would literally never read because of my paranoia about my own husband dying and like if i read a book never die uh, thank you (laughs) that's what i thought myself if i read a book about like someone dying or like someone gets cancer or someone unexpectedly i will like absorb that into my own personality it's not my thing um yeah everybody's got problems (laughs) (laughs) no I tell myself constantly not that this is in any way similar but I always tell myself that my cat is never gonna die he's immortal and I like to think that both Dylan and my cat are immortal together yeah this um 
would not be the book for me because I, mm -mm, nope. Mm -mm. (laughs) It's really good though. Listeners, don't, don't take after Renee. Read the book. Read it. Read it. It's so sweet. You're going to feel so happy and good after it because it's, it's kind of like, this is, was just a, a, she was handling it very well, actually. Like this is, was, she understood this is a thing that happens. He, he is a fisherman on a crab boat. It's not a safe job. It's very good. Everybody read the book. Everybody but Renee. Everybody but me. Okay. And Dylan, if you're listening, you stay the hell away from those crab boats. As sanitary as he is, he would literally never. Um. (laughs) Icon. (laughs) Books on theme you did not like. Well, probably that one, but I'm not going to read it, so I won't be judgy. (laughs) Secondly is probably a Colleen Hoover look. Y'all. I read one, and it was just this poor girl continuing to go back to her abuser boyfriend, and I thought it was gross. I The whole time I was reading it, I was like, this is, I, like, the main character can have, like, be a flawed person, but I don't need to keep reading about her, like, justifying the abuse in her own head Mm -hmm. like it was just really dark and like and then it would go to like an open door sex scene with this guy that just like hit her and I'm like I don't want to I don't find me a different character um and then right after I read it was when Coho herself talked about um releasing a coloring book for this specific Mm-mm. book and I was like Mm-mm. what is it going to be are you going to color the bruises like what are we that's dark what are we coloring and Megan I know you listen to this podcast Dwyer I'm sorry I know your original coho girly from like 2010 <laughs> but I cannot do it my friend Megan loves um, Colleen Hoover books as well so Megan both Megan's. Megan's if you're listening it's nothing personal we don't think you wrote the book it's okay if you like it um, you did better than me though, Renee. I actually haven't read any of her books. It was recommended to me a lot um, at my last job where um, at my last job, when someone found out that you read and I had I had several hundred colleagues, but when someone found out that you were a reader, they were like, I've got the book for you. And it would be a Colleen Hoover book every time. And uh very fair. It wasn't always Verity, but it usually was. And I had to keep getting more and more creative of No, like, thank you. Like ways, no. right. And one person <laughs> who I believe doesn't listen to the podcast um, brought a phys- the physical book to my desk and she left it on my desk and she said, you have to read this and it was Verity. And she was like, um, I'm, I'm leaving you my copy of the book. So you feel like you have to read it and you have to give it back to Girl, me. Girl, I don't have to do a single Girl, thing. I don't gotta do shit. Ever. Um, I have a couple of absolute no-nos with content warnings. Like I do not read graphic descriptions of rape and I do not read, uh, graphic descriptions of domestic violence. Just period. It's a hard stop for me. That's not entertaining. And so... What happened with a Colleen Hoover book, when I saw people talking about it, I just checked the content warnings. I saw the content warnings had some of my no-nos. I was like, I'm not reading it. It's not a big deal. And so it doesn't as much bother me um, 
It's like I'm not that much of a hater that I'm like everybody likes it, so I just don't like it. But for me, it's more along the lines of like, like a lot of Colleen Hoover fans are like, you have to read this book. And I'm like, there are so many books that don't describe rape or abuse. And there are nonfiction books. If you want to read about rape, there are nonfiction books that have a story and they're for survivors and they're, you know, but it's just not something I'm interested in reading. So I just never even picked one up. I was just like, no, I trust myself. I'm not just going to believe all of these people. No, I think it was the first book that people started reading in like 2022. Like the people who not didn't read, but like didn't really read during like COVID or before. Um, Yeah. And then like there, it's a quick read. I read it in like four hours or something. Um, Yeah. So like. I do. I can like, I can commend Colleen Hoover for that is I feel like she got a lot of people who weren't avid readers. They were very interested in reading. Yeah. Just like I feel like some, some people like weren't interested in drinking water until all their friends got Stanley cups. And I'm like, you know what? You're drinking water. Like, that's good. That's That's a good habit. Reading is a good habit. So good for you guys. I won't be reading them. Um, but I appreciate that we can talk shit and you're coming from experience and I'm just coming from being a hater. Being a hater. It's what we do best. <laughs> okay. My book that I absolutely did not like, I literally rated this one star on Storygraph. Mame by um, Jessica Troy. <laughs> no, not a beach no. read. I think I gave... Let me be Not clear. a beach read. And also our most popular episode. But, oh, um, God, the book that I'm going to talk about, and this is... Ugh, Listen, I hate, I hate to do this because this is a very famous and very popular writer. Um, Get a Life, Chloe Brown by Talia Hebert. No, Hibbert. Talia Hibbert. Mm-hmm. Okay, these are romance novels. And it's like a bunch of sisters. I'm and they, I'm sure you've seen it. So it's a bunch of sisters and each book like goes through the sisters like finding love, I guess. And I really wanted to read this one because it was like, the main character has, like, a chronic illness, and she's, like, finding herself, and she finds love. But listen, I'm a fucking hater. You know, I just, I try to be cool about it. I try to be funny about it. But y'all know that about me, that I'm a hater. And this book was fucking not for me. 91% for several reasons. of Google users like this book. Yes, this is a very popular book. That's why I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad not liking Taylor Swift, because she doesn't need me as a fan. I also. And I don't... And I don't feel bad about not liking Get Alive Chloe Brown because she doesn't need me as a fan either. She's doing fine on her own. But listen, I just didn't like the dynamic between the like main character and her love interest. And here were they giving here's the kicker. Here's the kicker, you guys. The way she talked about his red hair. It made me so physically nauseated. Like I just listen, I know what you're all thinking. But just just hear me out. People with red hair are fetishized and they're bullied their entire lives, just super sexually. And I feel like people don't talk about that enough. And it was like this book specifically, I was like three pages in before I was like, this is a porno that should be called He Has Red Hair. (laughs) It was the whole plot was that his fucking hair was red. And I was like, that's not a character trait, number one. Number two, it's like, He's so sexy because his hair is red. And they, she kept saying shit like flaming and auburn and in the and, I, and, and sunset. I just was like, you haven't thought this character out enough. If the only thing you can think about him is that he has red hair, I'm sorry. And I think that that's a problem. So I know what y'all are all thinking it, and I don't care. It stings one personal note. 
it stings on a personal note, but also it's important if you don't know anyone with red hair and someone with red hair has not felt vulnerable enough to talk to you about this. It was just reading that book. I was like, this is porn. Like, this is just bad porn, in my opinion. Um, so here's the thing. When I started this book, I was less of a hater than I am now. I was a little bit more well-rounded. I've stopped doing that. But at the time, I still was pretty well-rounded. Um, so I picked up a couple other of the Talia Hibbert books. And these books, they're just not for me. It wasn't just the red hair thing. But I just was like, I would just get a couple of pages in. And the characters, it was like they didn't have depth. And it's not just that it's romance. It's not just that it's constant open door sex scenes. But I'm just like, this is like Twilight, but I'd rather be reading Twilight. You know, and that's Always a bad sign. Rather be re- Next beach read Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> Next podcast, I'd always be rather, I'd always rather be reading Twilight. Um, but listen, these are beloved novels. I know so many people who love her books and they love this series specifically. So like, if you love her, keep reading it. But like, I absolutely will not. If it's a it. series of sisters or like people and it goes through each of the siblings, it's smut. Yeah, it's just... That's how they. And I'm not saying I'm not saying I don't like smut. We can do a we're gonna do a smut episode on Patreon, and I'll tell you exactly <laughs> yeah. kind of fucking smut we we'll we listen it. to and I'll watch read and read. Not me saying watch. Um, <laughs> 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 listen, younger cousins, if you're listening, no, you're not. You're, no, you're not. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so I'm sorry that book wasn't for me. Colleen Hoover also not for me. However, they're both incredibly beloved and if you are reading it and it is not hurting you please continue please continue our next um topic is books that you're interested in but haven't read and i'm gonna quickly give i have one book like one actual book to talk about and one book that i'm reading but i needed to mention that as callie dugal once said Every time she goes to the beach, she reads the original Gossip Girl. And that's something that I personally am going to have to do. One thing about Callie Duga is we are going to re- mention her on this podcast. We are not going to put out an episode without mentioning Callie Gossip Duga. Because this is a Callie Duga stand account. It is. But, like, I love Gossip Girl. I rewatch Gossip Girl anytime I'm feeling sad. So Have you watched the new one? No, I feel like I've asked you this. You haven't. I okay, have. the new one slaps. It's so good. It's hard for me to deviate from. I'm like an old white man. I do the same. (laughs) You're not an old white man, Renee. I'm giving you more credit and I'm holding you to a higher standard. Okay. Just try it. Just try one episode. You're going to be like, oh my God, they're all so hot and young and androgynous. You did tell me that. Okay. It's so good. I love it. Let's hear yours. Okay. The book I want to read next that's like kind of beachy is The Villa by Rachel Hawkins. Oh my gosh. It's on my... (laughs) <laughs> it's on no it's not on my list but it is on my um coffee table TBR? so that i read on it on your soon. coffee table yes bitch okay i love rachel hawkins that girl can write she can write a thriller okay um she wrote the the wife upstairs i think and then reckless girls which i almost did for my beachy thriller which was another good beachy book um both of those were four, four and a half star books for me. So I don't know. I just think that bitch can write a twist. So the villa is about um, two friends in their 30s who used to be inseparable. And then they grew up. And um, it caused them to like drift apart a bit, you know, life and adulthood, whatever. 
And one of them is like, listen, let's take a girl's trip to Italy. I think it's going to like reignite our friendship. And the other one's like, oh my God, perfect. That sounds amazing. Which by the way, Renee, whenever you're ready for I'm our Italy trip. Ready for I will book Italy the flight. Trip. I will book the flight. Um, so the friends, they decide to stay in this like high-end holiday house. And it's got a really dark history. Um, so like in the 70s, some famous rock star rented it for the summer. And he invited like an up-and-coming musician and some of his friends to stay with them. And while they were there, one of them wrote, like, the greatest horror novel of all time. Another one wrote one of the most famous records of all time. And then another one was, like, brutally murdered all the same summer. And so present day, one of the friends starts to think, like, there's more to the story that, like, what happened in the 70s than what everybody knows. And she starts kind of digging up clues in the house. And she starts kind of putting some pieces together. And the other friend that invited her to Italy and booked this house starts acting like more and more suspicious. And all signs point to one of them is not making it out alive this summer. Oh, I'm going to have to bump it up higher on the list, especially since I have it's a physical so book good. in my house. Should I read it this weekend? Oh, my God. Read it this weekend. You're going to be so scared. I will read that book this weekend since I have it. In it sounds of my so face. good. I think Rachel Hawkins, like, I fly through her books. Like, I am not a very fast reader, but her books, like, I, like, drink them up. Yeah. They're just so, they're so good and so suspenseful. My next um, beachy TBR is a book that you've read because, obviously, I stalk your Goodreads. I mean, your um, Storygraph. Get it straight. But it's Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid. And every time I've seen the cover of this book, I'm like, I need to read this at the beach. It's so beautiful. Yeah. It's open water. People are on a paddle board. Like, it's sunny. It's obviously like 85 degrees. There's a cold drink off off to the side. I can't see it, but I know it's there. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And so that's on my TBR. All I know is that it's four famous siblings who throw a party and something sets on fire, I guess, like a building or something. And it's just like a 24-hour period of like what happens before, how it happens, and all of their family drama. And obviously, I love reading about family drama as long as it's not my own. So. It was really good. I really enjoyed that. Taylor Jenkins Reid is another big author right now. She um, has had several very uh, – very well beloved books and very famous New York Times bestsellers. And she just recently came out with a book uh, called Carrie Soto is Back, I believe is the title. And I have decided I'm not going to read that one because she is a white woman decided she needed to write that from a a woman of color's perspective. And she just kind of like imagines a bunch of unrealistic racial experiences that that woman has oh oh. and it was kind of like you know sometimes you're like white women what if you just didn't what if you just talked about what you knew instead of imagining now i feel like a dick for going on for malibu rising no it's an amazing malibu rising is a great book they're all white yeah but we have because that's why it was so good qualms (laughs) with authors who do this i can't listen i I can only hope that she learns from her mistake. She's got a lot of backlash. This is not as well of a received book as all of her other books. She's, like I said, she's a very famous author. I wonder what would would Um, possess you to be like, this is what I'm going to do. And then everyone was just like, sure, that sounds like a good idea. She should have been To me, it's giving like, 
to me, it's given like writer's workshop, like try writing something you wouldn't typically write. And she's like, I know, brown woman. Yeah. And no one told her no. I don't know. Um, but Malibu Rising, I've read a couple of Taylor Jenkins read Taylor Jenkins Reads novels, and that was my by far my favorite. Uh, didn't she write Taylor Jones? Oh my God, Daisy Jones and the Six. Didn't she write that too? I'm not sure. I know she has That's another a, uh, super popular book right now, but I don't think yeah, it's the she one did with write the that one. Perspective. Uh, Daisy oh, Jones wrote, and the Six is that uh, they made a TV show out of it. She wrote the Seven Husbands. Seven Husbands. I didn't read yep. it either. And that was a maybe DNF for me. In another life. Yeah, she like oh, I said, she's got some. She's got some some real bangers out there, um, but it, I don't know. I can like I said, I can just only hope that she learns from her decisions and goes back to writing what she has business writing, which is white ladies, white women, because we all have different experiences too as white women. But you know, you don't have to imagine no racism also anyway i i'm really not looking to give her points but she's apparently almost 40 and she looks fucking great i wish i knew good for her routine all right yeah we gotta drop the routine what's next on your want to read oh my gosh uh probably the guest by emma klein that's literally the only thing that's next for me okay well then i am gonna scoot in real quick i'm reading meet me at the lake by carly fortune and cute. it's a very cute, a lighthearted girl. Um, this girl met this guy. That is like the least descriptive thing I should have ever said in my life. I'm obviously <laughs> not a writer. Craig, help me. Um, Craig. Anyway, this girl meets this guy and they decide like we're going to meet in a year um, at this place. And then we'll, like, ride off into the sunset together. And obviously, like, he doesn't meet her. And then it jumps back and forth in time. And it's, like, 20 years later. And she runs this hotel that she never really wanted to run. And he shows back up. Um, And it's cute. And I'm just waiting for them to make out. <laughs> I'm, like, almost. <laughs> it sounds like the lake house. I'm, like, yeah. I'm almost halfway through. And it takes place in Canada. So it's cute. Ooh. I'll give a shout out for her. But I saw it in the <laughs> saw it in the target line and i was like wow that's a cute cover that looks beach read i can read it and talk about it and then i picked it up cute (laughs) cute yeah i listen sometimes i do that sometimes i just buy it because i think the cover is cute that's what that's also why i bought the villa by rachel Hawkins. it's a good cover right it's so cute it's a good one for the bookshelf okay i'm psyched to start our buddy read you guys we are going to bring you a buddy read, and we are giving you so much time to read it. Yeah. I don't want to hear that you didn't read it yet, because you did, or you should. And I'm going to tell okay. you, your library, it's going to be a minute. So once you hear this, and we announced it on the last podcast, so once you heard it then, you really should have bookmarked it then, but now we're giving, it. It. We're, buy it. we're giving it to you now again. Just buy it. Just, just buy it. Just buy it. I'm going to buy it. The ebook is like $13. <laughs> if you need financial help. I personally cannot. Jesus. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> if you need financial help, you know what? Good for you. Capitalism is hard. Use your library. Yeah. It's a great Just resource. Just wait for it and then listen to us talk about it later. But I'm super excited to read it. I think it's going to give me spooky vibes and I'm going to be a little bit scared of white women. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm always scared of white women, but I also love them. Love. Love and fear. Love and fear. It's the same thing. Listen, it's going to be so good. I'm super excited. Uh, we're going to list all the books we talked about today in the show notes so you can read along with us and read Gossip Girl along with Callie Duga, as you should. As you should. Follow us on Instagram at Pod. And if you think you have a book that we should read or discuss, send us an email. You can reach us at hi at crybabybooks.com. And if you're feeling like sending things in, number one, just do it on Instagram like a person. And number two, (laughs) our next themed episode is going to be back to school reads. So if you've got some, send them our way. Send them to us, bitch. Okay. We love you. Talk to you next time. Bye.